0: shalom church good morning and a very happy new year to all of you what a start to the year it's been such a rocky start we are hardly one week into the year and we already have earthquake plane crash car accident fire all kinds of bad things kind of makes us kind of worry that 2024 might be a very rocky year however as christians we should not be fearful but we should be faithful amen amen the bible says in hebrews that without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? And we all want to be faithful. You know, in uh, 1 John chapter 5 verse 1, it says that whoever believes that Jesus Christ is, Jesus is the Christ, he is born of God, right? So how many of you believe Jesus is Christ? Right, so turn to your neighbour and say, you are born of God, right? Now, verse 4, says that, and whatever or whoever is born of God has overcome the world right? So we have all overcome the world. And it continues. It says, what is this victory? This victory over the world is faith. So as we begin this year, we really want to allow faith to arise in our heart. To believe that God will help us to overcome whatever the challenges are. And when we by faith, fulfill God's purposes and keep His laws, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 that we will be the head and not the tail. Right, God is going to make us the top, not the bottom. Right? So I believe that this is going to be... I mean, there are challenges, but we can overcome. Right, We can overcome with God on our side. So very exciting, beginning of the year. Um, there are many things that are already happening. On the 19th of February, we are actually going to be holding a banquet for Hawkers. Many years ago, we did something like this. But 19th of February, we're actually going to hold a banquet for Hawkers in our atrium for the Hawkers are over, are over the um, Block 38, the Hawker Centre because they are that day they are every washing you see so usually we go there they serve us food that day they'll come here and we'll have about 170 of them we will be serving them you know reaching out to them very exciting 19 right and then on the 22nd and 23rd february something special now how many of you were at our moq you know moq is not minimum order quantity uh. moq is a moonlight over Queen, queen sound right the concert how many of you were there did you enjoy it Right? some of you who didn't raise hands huh? you are the people who are slow to chop ticket huh? right? so now you have a chance to redeem yourself because we have a follow-up because many people after that one they enjoyed it so much there were about 2,000 people came many from the community many who stepped in the church for the very first time in their lives some of these people asked when is the next one right? some of them actually started coming to church already but they, many of them were looking forward to the next one the first time we didn't do a whole lot of Bible preaching right but this time second one is called siq everyone say siq siq is springtime in queenstown right? so you know the pattern already something cute right? so siq is springtime in queenstown again it's going to be the uh, the same orchestral concert band we will be inviting people who did come the last time then now we want to follow up this time round, however we have a singer who is going to give his testimony about how god transformed his life very powerful testimony all right so this is what's going to happen. Uh, I think we're going to start, later on there'll be announcement about, you know, they're going to start selling the tickets about $15. is pretty much, pretty much the same as, the, I think, the last time. Now, I want you to be thinking about the people that you failed to invite. Because that time, many people say, don't know why you invite. After you see the effectiveness, then maybe you think about your parents, your uncle, your auntie, your relatives, right? So please try and invite somebody 22nd and 23rd of uh, February, right? S, IQ, springtime in Queen Sound and some of you yourself uh, you didn't come the last time you missed a lot la. but I suggest you try and come but bring somebody if you're coming all right now the last time round you know we uh, we gave uh, mooncake we gave mooncake very nice mooncake uh, $10,000 worth of mooncakes uh. so very nice mooncake although one per- person only uh, this time round cannot give mooncake obviously cannot give mooncake all uh, right so this time round we are giving I know, I know pineapple tart is very small but i think it's more than one okay so <laughs> one pineapple tart cannot make it right but it'll be something nice to surprise them as they come okay so many things are happening very exciting and there are many more other things we're so also having a, a lunch for two lunches for retired pastors because i realize that sometimes we forget the people who are retired you know forget the older people and i think it's a very godly thing to remind us uh, that they are still around and we should love them also right so we're doing that for retired pastors. so many things that are happening but today is a very special day because in the beginning of the year is usually the time when people make new resolutions many of you will have made resolution to lose weight again right because maybe you lost some weight then you gain back huh? now got the new resolution to lose weight. you know i mean this is a time when you set your course for the new year You know, you set your rocket, pointing in the direction before you launch into the new year. And I think this is a good time for all of us to be thinking about, you know, what are we going to do this year? Many of you have different kind of uh, things that maybe you want to accomplish this year, your bucket list. Some of you want to, you know, read the Bible this year, whole Bible, right? Some of you, how many? Okay, don't need to tell me, because it's very sad, all right? But some of you, maybe you want to spend more time in prayer this year. Don't just set your worldly targets, also set some of your spiritual goals. And I feel like, almost like God has been speaking to us. You know, yesterday uh, morning, I had a meeting with a family that was referred to me by the school. You know, remember the new principal I told you, I knew her from St. John's and Margaret's. So she called me and said, by the way, Pastor, we've got this, you know, girl in school, she can't come because family can't pay her school fees. They're arrears, it's quite a few thousand dollars since primary school cannot pay already. Do you think your church can help them or not? So I was thinking, you know, but these, these are Catholics, ah. not, not, uh, not uh, from our church, right? So, should we help them or not? So, I think, well, what would Jesus do? What do you think Jesus would do? Help or don't help? I also think so, lah. help, lah, you know, but cannot just give money to everybody, you know, right? We are not like community chess, right? So, but I said, okay, lah. I, I, will, I will meet her, because usually Sunday morning, uh, Saturday morning, I'm preparing for service. so I'll, I'll meet them. So, they came, sat down, you know, uh, we met them and, turns out quite a lot of money they need so i think cannot just give them money right so i asked them can you go back and talk to your catholic church first la? see whether they can help you if they cannot help you, you can't talk to us right so after that i thought in my head we should loan them the money we, we should pay off then let them pay back slowly right so this sort of like my thinking about this then after they left i sat down i opened my bible i started reading my bible and i was reading luke chapter six you know and luke chapter six says when you lend money Learn without expecting in return. Wow, I say, God, <laughs> you speak so soon, right? Can I just opened like that. I start reading it like that. Okay, I feel like God is speaking to us, and I want to pray that God will speak to you this morning also. God will speak to all of us because God is a very personal God. I believe that God wants to give us direction, right? And I, I some of the things that we want to talk, I really feel like this is God telling us how to do something. So today we're going to be looking at something quite unreasonable. I'm not sure whether you've had unreasonable experiences in your life before, right? Whether you've met people who perhaps are quite unreasonable. Many years ago, one of my neighbours below my house, I live in a HDB flat, and uh, below my house, one of my neighbours was a smoker. Now, around that time, the government had said, Please do not smoke in public places. Bus stop cannot smoke. Void deck cannot smoke. So this person got no place to smoke. I was quite happy. Lift cannot smoke, right? So, but he started smoking in his own house. Now his own members of his family also didn't want him to smoke. So as a result, every evening he will come to the window. He opened the window in the main hall, and he starts smoking there. The smoke don't go into his house, but it come up you see, to my house. So I also thought, what would you do in this kind of situation? What would you do? what would you do? try to drop hints and water, you know, sometimes, you know. You drop other kinds of things, hoping that the person will get the hint that your smoke is coming. You know, sometimes you cannot reason with these people. Admittedly, it's quite hard for them to kick the habit, right? So I understand. Or do you have sometimes other times when, you know, the neighbours put a lot of things in front of their house. And then every now and then, town council will come and stick a piece of paper there. Please remove all this things from in front of your house. And you know what? The neighbor no choice. They remove all the things from in front of their house to in front of your house. right? <laughs> Sometimes they say, how can you do this? This is not very reasonable. Now, I think all of us maybe you have an unreasonable boss or someone in your life We you cannot reason with these people. They do strange things. And whenever you think of the word unreasonable, your mind conjures up these kind of people. People that you don't like, right? Very negative experiences. But actually, some of us may have very unreasonably good neighbors, right? So it's unreasonably not it's always bad. Sometimes it's good. My other neighbor, okay, he's a Buddhist, huh? So he's a he's a very interesting guy, very nice guy actually. But because he's a Buddhist, in front of our leaf landing, and the moment he come out of lift, he put a small Buddha statue there, the laughing Buddha, and, uh, this is a prosperity Buddha. And but he knows uh, that not all, because my house got crossed in front, he knows that we are not, uh, we are not all Buddhists. So he tries to accommodate everybody, you know. Every different season, uh, he'll decorate the, the landing differently. And then this year Christmas, uh, he decorated the Buddha, was wearing Santa Claus, you know. The <laughs> this one, I'm also quite confused, right. But I can see that this neighbor is thinking about it. It's quite a good person, all right. Okay, so... You know, when we think about unreasonableness It's not always unreasonably bad Sometimes you want to have unreasonably good neighbour Better still, you are the unreasonably good neighbour You do something that people thought Was quite unreasonable but good, right? Not bad So in Luke chapter 10 Jesus found himself having a conversation With an expert of the law A teacher of the law, right? And this person was I know not law as in legal law But Bible law and in the midst of this conversation, Jesus relates this story that has come to be known as the parable of the Good Samaritan. And this is what we want to look at. Luke chapter uh, 10, verse 30 onwards. This, I'm going to read it for you. And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down that road. When he saw him, he passed on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, which is also a priest, when he arrived at the place, he came and he looked. But he passed by on the other side. In Hokkien, we say siam, right? But a certain Samaritan, when he journeyed, he came where he was, came to where the guy was. When he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Oil, by the way, anointing oil is medicine, right? Pouring oil means put medicine. But over time, it's come to acquire a kind of spiritual significance when you say anointing oil. Usually, it means medicine, right? Put medicine on the sick. So, he put oil and wine and set him on his own animal. Means he, from that point always, he's walking. Before he was riding his animal, now he's walking because the animal cannot take two persons, right? So, he brought him to an inn and took care of him. So, along this highway... It wasn't in the city. It was in Jerusalem up on a hill all the way down to Jericho by the banks of the River Jordan. In between, there is a highway, winding highway that kind of goes all the way down. And it was a treacherous highway because there were many bandits on this highway that preyed on unsuspecting travellers. And this guy, injured man, was one such victim, right? He was left or dead at the side of the road. he must have be been beaten up quite badly such that he cannot move anymore. That's why people thought he's dead. Quite a serious, he cannot be running around anymore. Now, as it turns out, three people came along this road. Two of them were priests. According to this parable, all three of them saw this person. All three of them saw this. The priest, the priest came along, the Bible says he saw him, right? He saw him with the eyes. The Levite came along, the Bible says he came and he looked, which means he saw. The Samaritan also came and he saw. Now, this is the first point for us. Today, you cannot take for granted that you can see people. Because if this was happening in the 20th century, it's entirely possible that someone walked around and you only saw his phone. Yeah? You never see people, right? Sometimes you never see road. So you walk into a pillar or something like this. I've seen many people do that. You know? in, in town, people just walk, boom, walk into somebody. Right? Because they were looking at TikTok. Right? Or maybe they, you call them, they can't hear because they are listening to Spotify. So today, we don't take for granted that you can see. But... All three of them saw, this is the first thing we need to do. We must learn to see people. Be more intentional. Today, there are people all around us. We are walking past so many people. Actually, in Singapore, one of the very densely populated places in the world, you are passing by so many people, but we don't see people. We don't see people. First thing, you must notice people. You must look at people. You must pay attention. In this world, we are being bombarded by so many things vying for our attention. We are multitasking. When you're walking on the road, you're entering something on your phone or taking a call. Sometimes you don't see people. We need to not be so preoccupied. We need to look at people more intentionally. Now, this requires a little bit of deliberate effort on your part because you left to yourself, you won't look. In Luke chapter 7, Jesus was going to a town. He had a big entourage of people coming around him because you know jesus healing people many people for his disciples and the whole crowd of people they were going into this town called nine nine not eight 9, now huh? it's a, just the name is nine so he was going into this town the bible says while he was going to this town he saw something okay let's read and when he came near the gate of the city behold a dead man was being carried out right he's going in someone coming out the only son of his mother and she was a widow and a large crowd from the city was with her. So one crowd is going in, another crowd is coming out. When the Lord saw her, He had compassion. Just like the Samaritan. See and had compassion. And said to her, Do not weep. Now you understand what's happening here, right? Jesus, big crowd, were busy, all the people pushing, pulling, and He's trying to make His way in the city. Someone else coming out on the other side. What did Jesus do? He stopped. Hey, wait, wait, guys, stop. Wait. Something over there. Tong, tong, chang, chang. Okay, no, no, they don't get kind of music, right? But on their side, wait. Jesus went over and talked to the lady because he saw people. We all don't stop right now. We see people, but we don't stop, you know? Sometimes Singaporeans like to see, but don't like to stop, especially on the highway, you know? Sometimes in the highway traffic jam, ah, what's going on? Turns out the, the accident is on the other side of the road. But everyone slow down to see, ah, take phone, take picture, Maybe Storm can get $50, right? But we don't care. We won't stop to find out. We will all do like the first two guys. Siam. (laughs) Siam, right? So, Jesus stopped. He saw people. He had compassion. I think if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you need to do the same thing. First thing, this is the bare minimum. Now, this woman was in distress. And I realized that actually... Jesus not only saw this woman in her distress God tends to search people out because you know God one of the name of God is the God who sees Elroy Elroy uh, sounds like English name uh, Elroy uh. actually El means God Roy means he sees so in Genesis chapter 16 we have this little story about how Hagar and Sarah had a quarrel you know because uh, Sarah was jealous of Hagar and chased her out of the house so she goes out in the wilderness while she was there, this weapon. Genesis sixteen seven. It says, "Now the angel of the Lord, which usually means the God, right, found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by a spring on the way to shore. God found her. How did God find Hagar? Because God was searching for Hagar. God was looking for Hagar. Hagar, where are you? Looking, looking. Hagar didn't think anyone noticed her sorrow." no one knows her distress no one knows what she's going through she was out all by herself but you know what God sees that's why after that she says God's name you are Elroy you are the God who sees today I want you to know whatever it is you're going through perhaps you're going through certain struggles that you know it's not convenient to share with people maybe you're undergoing some distress in your life challenges that you know you just don't want to tell people but still a very big problem for you I want you to know that our God is Elroy He's a God who sees. He sees you. And in our church, we also must learn to see one another. Right? We must see one another because sometimes we don't see people. So, many places, even in John chapter 4, in John chapter 4, Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. He made a detour to a place called Jacob's Well. There, he met with a woman, the Samaritan woman at the well. I don't think this is by accident. I don't think Jesus was just tired. I think it's quite... It's actually quite out of the way because you know the samaritan well is at a place called Sikah, it's a little bit out of the way in the hills of samaria so i think jesus purposely went there because jesus was searching out for people right searching out for people and i think we all need to do that we all need to see now obviously that's not the end you continue in the parable even though all three men saw this actually i was telling uh, the previous service I originally wanted to ask a volunteer to be this uh, injured man uh, lie down here during the sermon. uh. Then I went back, my wife said, please don't do this. Okay, so I don't do this. But maybe one of you can volunteer, you know, to be the injured man. Now, this, all of them saw that. You can see that. But the Bible says, two of them just passed on the other side of the road. Just like, if you're honest about it, many of us, many of us will do the same thing. We will pass on the other side of the road. But one of them, The Samaritan had compassion. How did we know that he had compassion? Is it because his heart is very warm? We know, the only way we know he had compassion was he did something. He didn't just think about it. He did something. Compassion must be manifest, right? Kindness and love must be manifest in our heart. So this man, he came, the Bible says, he came near. Where this guy was. Proximity is actually a very good manifestation of compassion. When you come near people, that shows you care for people. If you don't come near people, you see them on their side, it shows that maybe. Now, listen, the two guys who passed by on their side of the road, they actually have considered, I'm sure they have considered, they're not stupid, right? They have ways, the pros and cons of approaching this injured man they were priests, they were going up to a temple in Jerusalem to serve. Now you know the law, the law is very clear about this. If you touch a dead body, you're going to be unclean for a number of days. If you are unclean, then you cannot serve in a temple. So maybe they were thinking, okay, I want to serve God. So the way to serve God is to avoid this person, keep myself ritually pure so that I can do the religious duty. But the fact that Jesus is telling this story is suggesting to us, it's very provocative, you know. It's suggesting to us that Maybe God prefers You to approach people and serve them Than just preserve your ritual purity God looks at the heart The purity of the heart Is more important than just The purity of your hands, right? So in telling this story Something very radical This guy came near Now what happens when you come near people? When you come near people You can smell them Right? You can see more things about them you know yesterday when i originally heard about this family i was very busy i didn't really want to talk to them at that point of time but i thought to myself maybe they're quite desperate because now already the 7th of january the daughter need to go to school cannot miss school too long right otherwise you cannot catch up so uh, i thought I go near No, as they sat down in my office And started to tell me Then I realised Wow, father got stroke You know Uh, Mother not working Housewife got three kids One sec uh, One sec One, one sec two And then another one P4 I was thinking about it And as I began to listen to the story Near them I started to feel compassion in my heart When you go near people You start to understand people more Of course Sometimes You also understand things like There are people that we avoid I totally understand why we avoid people Singapore, there are many reasons to avoid people. Sometimes people, you go near them, they smell, you know, right? I don't go near this person, ah. you know. Shake hand also, touch like that, shake one finger, can already. You know, sometimes we are avoid people. Other times, especially in Singapore, we are afraid because we are afraid people may take advantage of us. I mean, the two guys who left, maybe they thought, hey, could this be a trap? If I go near this wounded person, maybe there are two more bandits who will jump out from behind the rock and then I become the victim. Ah, uh, better not lah, like, I pray for you, or God bless you, and I go home, Right? This is kind of how most of us tend to think so when we look at this we realize that actually proximity is one way not the only way one way in which we manifest our concern you know how we show going here find out things from people these days we sometimes are too busy we got no time for people right we talk to people hi bye goodbye you know see you right that's all don't know what happened to this person don't know what's going on in their life but sometimes we don't notice people right uh, uh, I want to prove that you don't notice people okay so we're going to do a test now okay don't play cheat huh? i want everyone close your eyes close your eyes not going to pray just close your eyes don't now i want you to see whether you notice know people or not can you think what is the color of the shirt of the person or blouse of the person sitting on your right hand side okay don't, don't open eyes huh? you think a color you open eyes now correct how many of you got it right how many of you don't know at all don't know right next to you also don't know uh, some people right I say, Pastor, you never tell me. Okay, I'll give you another chance, right? Yeah. Say, so you're going to look at that. Ask me another question. Okay, close eyes again. Huh? Now on your left. Huh? The person on your left got hair or not? Okay, just joking on here. Uh, I am lowering the standard for you. The truth is, uh, don't joke, joke. Some people, you don't even know. Actually, you think already, you're right you not, know, I don't know. Where. Look, hey, I really, no hair. Right? I mean, sometimes we don't look at people. We take for granted because there's so many people. And we don't, even though we're very near, we are not paying attention to people. We are not paying attention to people, right? Sometimes, you know, you realise, if you really look at people, you don't even need that person to tell you things. I was mentioning, you know, me and my wife, uh, over the years, uh, I developed some kind of instinct, you know. Sometimes I can just look at her. I know that something is not right, right? I look at she, have a certain look on her face, I, then I have to ask, are you okay? Okay, I'm okay. I mean, it's not okay already, all uh, right? <laughs> You know, sometimes you just have to look at people around you. You, you can see someone, oh, you look tired. Brother, are you alright? Ah, okay lah, I'm alright lah. Actually, I just lost my job. Oh, you just lost your job. Then you're not alright. right. Let's sit down, let's, let's talk, you know. And of course, after you hear, then you start to think, oh, you, you're no job. I can't help you, Ah, God bless you lah. Also, not very good, right? So, compassion must be manifested. So, first thing is we all need to see people. Second thing is you need to have compassion that is manifest. Be specific in how you care for people. If you ask this room, uh, probably five, six hundred people in this room, how many of you think we should love people? I guarantee you, 100 out of 100 will say we all must love people, right? But if you ask the question, how many of you think that you should love this particular person specifically? Oh, then, Pastor, I'm very busy. Uh, you know, I've got no money, no time, no no this and that. I cannot speak their language. Uh, sorry, uh, I'll see you next week, uh, right? This is how it is. Generic compassion, everyone have specific kindness and specific compassion is what God wants us to have. You follow? Amen. So, this is what happens. Now, Jesus, in his conversation, right, uh, in this parable, it continues. He says, On the next day, he. Oh, sorry, I, did I miss a verse? Okay, James, sorry, James chapter uh, 2, it says, If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, Depart in peace and be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Right? So, basically, don't be generic in your compassion for people. Be specific. Make your love aim at one person. Don't aim at people. Right? People very hard to love. One person is where your love needs to be. Now, I totally understand why uh, in our world today, we are very cautious about going near people, taking, because sometimes people may not reciprocate they may actually scold you. They may treat you poorly. Or worse still, they might scam you. you know, recently, you know, I heard about someone who was scammed because what happened was he received a phone call. And this phone call nowadays, uh, AI can make the voice sound like people, other people. And he says, this person sounded just like my brother. And the brother asked to send a few thousand dollars. And out of the kindness of his heart, he sent the money. Later on, he realized uh, it's a scam. It's not the brother. right? So, now I don't want, I don't want you to to be scammed by people. So I told him, next time anyone asks for money, uh, you say, okay, wait. You put down the phone, you call back. Right? So you know it's the number is correct. Right? Now, we have to be wise. Wise as serpents. Uh. Uh, innocent as dogs, but wise as serpents. So please be very careful. But do not let this fear of being abused because in order to preserve yourself, you will not reach out and be compassionate to other people. So someone needs to learn to open up your heart a bit. There is a certain risk involved. Definitely, no no doubt about that. It is possible, right? But I think we should still be compassionate with people. Okay, now the story doesn't end here. It continues a little bit more, right? In Luke chapter 10, verse 35, it says, the next day he departed, the Samaritan departed. The next day. That means one day this Samaritan was going to Jerusalem, right? For one day he stopped his program. He did not work one day. For that one day he himself took time off to look after this guy at the inn. The next day, he took out two denarii. Two denarii is two days worth of salary. In other words, this guy is out three days salary already. Huh? One day, now two more days worth of salary. He gave it to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Wow, that is, that is where it becomes unreasonable. Look at people, this is totally reasonable, Right? Love your neighbor, show compassion. This is our duty. But here, this guy is going above and beyond the call of duty. He's like mind blown. Take care of him, whatever. Isn't there a risk? Do you, would you do something like this? Very risky, right? What happens if the guy starts ordering, you know, in, in room catering, lah? You know, I want, uh, you know, I want to have some fried turkey, lah. I want to, all this kind of thing. Then whatever it is, you pay. This is what unreasonable hospitality looks like this guy was going about but you know why he does that because our father in heaven is a father in heaven who answers our prayers above and beyond all that we ask and imagine you know God answers your prayer not just what you ask but more than what you ask in fact a lot of times God answer your prayer before you ask or you didn't even know to ask amen so this is what we want to do we want to have unreasonable hospitality so jesus asked this lawyer he says so which of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among thieves you know this lawyer kind of knows the answer it's obvious everyone can tell the answer he says he who showed mercy then what did jesus say? go and do likewise jesus was not telling this story for our entertainment this was a lesson in discipleship You know, sometimes we think discipleship is all about high theology, learning the doctrines, the history of the church, you know. Now those things are important, but the highest theology is practice theology. When you do it, when put in practice, that is when you actually become a disciple. Just like driving, you can learn all the road traffic rules. uh, Learn uh, uh, 9 meters from a road junction you're not supposed to park. stop your car there, don't know why people do it all the time. You know, when you drive past a bicycle, must be one meter clearance. Don't know why people always forget. You can study everything you want, but if you get on the road, well, you're the daredevil. No use, right? You need to put in a practice. So, Jesus says, go and do likewise. He's telling you, if you want to be a disciple, and this is what we want to do, right? As a church, we want to become more like Jesus, more like a disciple of Jesus, then this is what we have to do. We have to see people. You have to, have compassion and above that Jesus is saying you have to be like this Samaritan go above and beyond do something people don't expect you to do you know recently I have been trying to do that uh, you know because of this uh, this uh, lunch we were having for I was thinking you know should we throw a lunch for retired pastors most of them don't expect this because most of them expect that people will forget them right so I thought you know what I think let's do something. They don't expect it. So I started calling all these pastors and invite them. Many of them asked me, what is this occasion? I said, there's no occasion. The occasion is because you are special to us. Wow, many of them uh, were so touched. Right? They were touched. And I, I was thinking, I'll just talk like that and invite them and say bye-bye. Uh. Wow, most of them would start telling me, oh, you don't know, I'm sick, I'm going through this, I'm going through... Wow, my five-minute planned phone call often become 25 minutes. Uh, because they will tell me 20 minutes of it. The then I realised... It is very easy to exceed people's expectation today. You know why? Because the expectation of people are so low. Nobody expects any kindness from any strangers in our society. Nobody expects people to treat them nicely. It's a rough world out there, right? Everyone, every man for himself. But when you do this, wow, you can exceed their expectation, right? Give them one moon cake this year. Next year, two moon cake, right? You raise the expectation. You know, you blow their minds and their that is when they feel, wow, this is really love. You follow what I'm saying? Right? You follow what I'm saying? Sometimes you really need to find ways to surprise people. Another person on my list of people that I'm trying to you know, exceed expectation is this man. He's a Malay. Uh, he's actually the previous chairman of the mosque. Let's see. Down the road there, right? Uh, Masjid Jamek. Some years ago we did something with them we blessed their mosque with pineapple tarts i don't know why this is a running theme for us pineapple tarts and our church maybe because ours is orange color so you know we gave their church they were all so blessed and so touched now he's been posted to other mosques already so for a number of years we didn't have any more contact but this uh, this year i pick up the phone i call him I, i speak to him in malay and he was so surprised he didn't expect me to call him he thought that maybe outside our mind like most of us are I call him and I find out, then after I had, you know, he was so happy, and you know, told me what was going on in his life. After I finished the phone call, I sat down and I asked, you know what, I've seen him, I had compassion for him, I need to do something special for him. So I asked for his address, He's living in Chochukang near, uh, I think near your place right? So Chochukang, so I think, I cannot give him bak because you know, obviously in Malay right? So, <laughs> So I must invest a bit of my time and my energy. I learned a lot of this from Don. ah. Don, I don't know where Don is here. Don always send me gifts. ah. Send me turkeys. So they're very good. I just thinking, what can I get? I've been thinking about how to bless. You want to make this one of your New Year resolutions. Other than Don. ah. Don's already doing this one. The rest of us, don't just notice people. Right now, think about who are some people that you neglected. Could be a family member. Could be members of your own cell group. Listen, saying hi and bye ah, is not noticing people, right? paying attention, and then investing a bit of time to find out more. I've been calling people all the time. By the way, my memory is very bad. Right? So what I do is, when I notice people, I actually have a notebook right? it is on my computer. I have a spreadsheet where I write down all the names of the people, what is going on in their life, when is the last time I call them, it's like your CSO, like a customer service officer, so that I can make it intentional. Because noticing and giving compassion is not something that happens by accident. You need to intentional plan. So I want you to make one of your objectives, one of your resolution for your new year, to notice people. It means uh, you actually start writing down names. Who is somebody that God is telling you that you should pay attention to? Somebody that, don't just think about yourself, okay? Don't, the whole book, your own name. ah. Me, Daniel, right? I have all these needs. don't just put your name. You take care of God's business, God will take care of your business, right? Amen? So, three points, right? First of all, notice people. Right? We need to notice people. Take note literally. Write down. Make it. Take the trouble to do this. Take the trouble to go out of the way. Stop people, right? Be specifically kind. Don't be just generous. Don't say, I love everybody. No use one. Love somebody. And when you love somebody, manifest that love. Because your love in your heart, nobody can see one. Right? do something for somebody and don't just do it on january only it's like losing weight usually the time of greatest weight loss is january from chinese new year onwards, is weight gain the rest of the year already okay don't do this okay every month january february someone that you're going to be nice to now you know one of the difficulty in church now in church all of you are very important to us all of you we love very much and we are trying i'm trying to find out but you know it's very hard this is a picture of church do you remember jesus told a parable of the shepherd and the sheep right uh, the shepherd had 100 sheep, but then one of the sheep got lost. So what did the shepherd do? Does anyone remember? The shepherd left the 99 and went after this lost sheep. Right? Look for the lost sheep. Now I was thinking about this story. There I realized there's a problem in this parable, because while the shepherd is looking for this lost sheep, the 99 sheep here they're wandering around by themselves. Uh, one or two fell off the cliff, you know, right? Now the shepherd, the shepherd, I nearly fell off the cliff myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the shepherd is busy looking for this lost sheep. Who's good? So somebody <clears throat> must come to tell the shepherd, hey, by the way, shepherd, your 99 sheep are now 98 only because one of them jump over the cliff and you know the other 98 were stupid, they're all joining him jumping over. Then shepherd knows that he must tie up this lost sheep, come back here and stop everybody now church is like this uh. it's, except it's not 99 it's 3,000 of you uh. I know you're not like sheep I hope you don't jump off cliff but you know what we all must help look out for one another right so don't be too shy We you're all is a bit capable. you see people in trouble you're not going to have the time to invest your time tell the pastor anyway tell the pastor right and we want to look after we want to make sure that the quality of care and compassion in this place is higher it's unreasonably high try lah we might not reach there but at least we try amen means all of you are, are deputized shepherds. Look for one another. Right? Not everyone is in cell. Anywhere you see somebody, in some, tell. Wrong also, never mind. Better safe than sorry. Right? Be interested in people. Alright? So the last one, of course, is go above and beyond. Right? Exceed expectations. Like I said, we, when you start this, it's very easy to exceed expectations. You start this next time, it's going to be harder. But now, do something beyond. This very week, what is something you can do to show somebody love, right? Exceed their expectation in love. Okay, serious, huh? New Year homework. Is there someone that you can do? Every one of you, right? Next week, we will test. Okay, no, no, no. But, you know, you must do this. <clears throat> Let me close with this verse. Um, one verse and one story. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Actually, just no story, just this verse, all right? No time, lah. wait wait we started at 45 we've still got a bit of time 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17 command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty haughty means proud okay don't be proud nor to trust in uncertain riches but in the living God the typo there but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy first of all God is a very fun God he gives us things to enjoy he didn't give you things just to do work only right So God bless us. God wants us to know His kindness and His love. So God loves you very much. Then He says, Let them do good. Let them be rich in good works. Abound in good works. Ready to give. Willing to share. Storing for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold of eternal life. Now that's a very important principle here because many times some people will say, Pastor, Pastor, you know I do good to this person but this person never say thank you right didn't even come and say thank you didn't even acknowledge me now listen when you do good you can do good for selfish reason right that means that you do good you want people to notice you you want people to appreciate you and this is I guess better than not doing any good lah right but actually the best way to do good is to expect your reward not from the people that you do for right because you do good to those who will return your favor you already got your That's what the Bible says but you do good to those people who cannot return your favor or sometimes will not return your favor your reward is from above the Bible says you will be rich in good works you lay up a foundation for the future you know who will remember your good work God will remember your good work and I think when God remembers your good work better than people remember your good work amen amen so sometimes you, know, you don't feel too sad that people don't appreciate you right? in pastoral ministries like this a lot of times not only people don't appreciate you or sometimes they get angry at you or. but actually we know you do your good work surprise people bless them exceed expectations and expect your reward from god because god is a rewarder right he will give us all things to enjoy amen now let me i, I do have one minute or two you know i want to tell you a story about this lady josephine josephine uh, i don't know whether she's in this service or not but you know she usually comes to the saturday service because she goes she works across the road she has a she's a hairdresser so a few years ago she accepted christ at one hour service and ever since then she's been inviting a lot of people to church you know so i was talking to her the other day and she recounted she said you know this brother brought me to church but when she's the brother was there she scolded the brother you know when you brought me to church you never look after me just left me there all by myself then i said i determined so intentional i determined that whenever I bring people to church I'm going to go out my way to take care of them and she really has done it I mean she is like a super evangelist I mean look you're a hairdresser right your client all cannot run away sitting there she really share and really bring many people to Christ you know I was thinking wow if nobody cared for her we could have lost her right but as it was she had the heart now we all want to be this kind of church where we all look out take care of one another whether it's visitor or not visitor, not just outsiders, insiders, we look after one another very much. Amen? So now as we close our eyes, huh, you think for yourself, huh, your resolution for the year, can you make this one of your resolution, right? To be unreasonably hospitable, unreasonably nice and kind and patient with people. Sometimes all people need is just one phone call. Just need five minutes of your time to sit down and listen to them. To actually ask what happened to them afterwards? Don't just hit and run. Okay? So as we close our eyes, I want you to think about who the specific persons, persons are not just one person, persons are that you want to start this this week or maybe this month. So Lord, we thank you because you searched us out in our lostness, Lord, in our distress, in our anxiety. You found us and you saved us. You are such a generous God. You are such an unreasonably hospitable, unreasonably merciful and kind God to every one of us. And Lord, today we want to be like you. Lord. We want to be like this Samaritan. We want to be like Jesus who noticed people, who stepped out of his own schedule, who took time to find out and who exceeded the expectations of people. So help each one of us as we begin this year to resolve to be your disciples in this particular area. In the name of Jesus, we ask and we pray. Amen. Amen.